Welcome back to another Quick Coupling Podcast. QC! PC! We're back. We never left. Today in the building today, we got Anthony Mistretta and Lori Wessels. Hello. What's going on, everybody? So, guys, what do you guys want to talk about today? Well, we've got a special podcast for everybody. Since we've been on a little hiatus, we thought we'd bring it back strong. Since others have come in and tried to imitate what we do. We've decided that they wouldn't be able to duplicate us, so we're here to bring it back to the OG and talk to non-spills. Give the people what they want. Exactly. What they want. talk about how you guys are matching today? Just, we we came in today knowing we're going to have this podcast. (laughs) And we just came in matching because we felt like it. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you look good. You look good. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, we decided that non-spill is a focus of us, uh, QCDC, and we wanted to give a breakdown on some of the basics for terminology, marketplace, and then products to promote within this space. Did you say QCDC? Did I? Yes. <laughs> you definitely did. Thunderstruck. that's all right uh yeah lingo okay so non-spill the first thing i think we talk about when we talk about non-spill is we like to use non-spill couplers because they provide less spillage not less leakage right and don't ever use the term leakage when you're around lori and you're talking about non-spill spillage versus leakage is something i have developed a small passion for (laughs) right so what is spillage lori spillage is what is left on the face of the coupler after it is disconnected. And what's leakage? Leakage is a problem. <laughs> leakage is what happens when you use competitive product. That's what it is. So leakage is when it's actually leaking out, okay? Spillage, when we talk about poppets, usually it's milliliters of fluid when you're connecting and disconnecting. When yep. we're talking non-spill, it's tenths of a milliliter. So basically just the film that covers the poppets when you disconnect it. So that's why, of course, it earns the name non-spill. Right. And so that's why when we're talking to our customers, we want to make sure we're not saying, do you want a coupler that leaks less? We always want a coupler that's not going to leak, but couplers will have different spillage rates on them. You're going to see the lowest amounts of spillage with non-spill. Let's talk about another benefit of non-spill product, and that's air inclusion. Why do you care about air inclusion? So for a couple different reasons. When you're talking about hydraulic applications, uh, when you're talking about air inclusion within those systems, that's going to introduce some air into the system. When you get air in hydraulic systems, you're going to have a little bit of sponginess in that system. And what that means is imagine you have a hydraulic cylinder and you've got some air within that hydraulic fluid. As you go to move that actuator and you stop it, it's basically going to be buoyant. It's going to bounce up and down, and that's from air being in the system itself. So that's really just break it down, layman's terms, I'm going to connect to the coupler because I'm opening those valves before they're fully engaged with each other, air sneaks in. Correct. And that just happens with all couplers, any brand, every one out there. Yep, but when you're talking about non-spill, because you actually have those two surfaces meeting together, not introducing air, you get a very minimal amount when you're making that connection. Mm, Sounds like a good product. Additionally, for braking applications, you can imagine that sponginess in the system, you don't want that for braking applications. You want basically what they say, stiff hydraulics. So as soon as you go to engage something, i.e. I the brake in that application, you're engaging the brake and you're not having that sponginess. The way I drive, there's no room for sponginess. <laughs> there is not, <laughs> not in these conditions. No. All right, cool. Well, that makes sense. So 
Non-spill couplers have less spillage and less air inclusion. That's right. Cool. Got some basics down. Now, we've used the term non-spill a lot. A lot of times we have customers and we have sales reps calling in and they saying, I want a flush face coupler. Are flush face couplers and non-spill couplers the same thing? A flush face coupler is a style of non-spill couplers. That flush face is exactly that. It is just a flush face on it, whereas you can also have a sunken head type of non-spill A penny loafer is a type of loafer, but still a loafer. I don't know what a penny loafer is, but I believe you. I'm right. Okay, she's right. So give us an example of what a sunken head style of non-spill coupler would be. So within the Parker catalog, if you want to look at a sunken head style of non-spill, you're going to see the NS series. So it still has a flush valve, a non-spill valve, but it is recessed into the body of the coupler itself. So it's not having a flush face. There is kind of that cavity there, but that cavity is not allowing for any additional spillage in it because your valve is still flush on the body of the coupler. Just keep saying flush head sunken in a row. <laughs> People will get so confused and they'll just assume well, you're right. pirates if you keep saying <laughs> sunken head. Give me the booty. <laughs> So Goodness. why you would want that sunken head style of flush face coupler is if you have some type of uh, connection you're trying to make where you can't really see it because it's basically uh, sunken. When you go to connect it, it guides it in. Yeah. And that's why somebody might prefer that style over a true flush face. Yep. Any blind connection will be great because you get that true feel of saying, okay, now I'm aligned and I push where true flush face, you need to be able to see that you're aligned before you make the connection. So what are other some other examples of where you'd want to use a non-spill? Some markets, uh, applications? Obviously, back to my favorite, anywhere that I want to minimize what, Anthony? Spillage? Yes, correct. Not leakage. Uh, construction companies are a huge one. Forestry, attachments. These are all pretty obvious because you don't want to have very much spillage when you are working outside, and these are outdoor applications. Right. If you're on the elements, obviously you start spilling hydraulic oil on the ground. You're going to have concerns with EPA contaminating the environment. If you're in an industrial application and you go to disconnect these things and there's a bunch of hydraulic oil getting on the ground, that's a safety hazard. Yep. And that's not to say that implant applications aren't just as popular for non-spill couplers. Uh, They're definitely growing in their popularity as factories and manufacturers look to be more efficient and cost-effective with their product. So the less oil they're spilling, the less that they're changing out oil, the less they're having safety concerns with slips and falls, keeping a clean facility. Great. And another advantage of flush face or non-spill is the ergonomics of it. So when you're going to connect these things, it is a push-to-connect style coupler, meaning you don't need two hands. You just need one hand to be able to make that connection, whereas... With our traditional product, like 60 series, you're going to have to pull the sleeve back to be able to make that connection. That takes two hands. Yep. And even if you're using two hands to connect, if you have a larger size, so the force to connect would require you to have two hands, at least you have two hands focused on one side of the coupler versus, again, needing one to be retracting a sleeve. Right. Awesome. So now that we've covered some of the basics, the industry, why you'd want to use a non-spill, let's get into specific product series that we have. What does Parker offer? (laughs) Oh, my God. She's feeling it. I just made that up right now. (laughs) You should go into marketing. That wasn't very good. (laughs) Let's talk about our flagship non-spill product, and that's our FEM series. FEM. What does FEM stand for? Flush European Modular. Mind blown. Do you know why it's called European? 
because we started the design in Europe? No, it started no. here. No, actually, yeah, it started in Europe. It started in Europe. <laughs> it was an industry standard over there uh, relating to ISO 16028. You'll hear that a lot. I need an ISO 16028 style of coupler. That's our FEM series. Correct. So uh, the modular in the FEM name is also extremely important when we're talking about what we have to offer for the market. So really what a modular design means is that it's a two-piece body. So the port end and the actual body of the coupler and or nipple are two separate pieces that are then threaded together. And what does that allow us to do? It gives us a lot of flexibility for port end configuration. So some of our product, you come to us with some very unique port options that you need, and we're just limited by the valving that needs to go into the coupler or nipple. When we have that modular type of design, because basically uh, that adapter, if you will, that two-piece body goes in after all the valving, now we have essentially almost unlimited port end connections that we could add to these style of couplers. We are still primarily looking at female ports, but you want NPT? You got it. SAE? You got it. What about 90? Ooh, yes, please. So 90 degree port end options, which are very popular in attachment markets. Uh, basically, just think of a 90 degree fitting. That's what you have on the back end of these couplers or nipples. And those are available within the FEM series. Yep. And a nice benefit that our 90 degree product offers that you don't see everywhere is we still have a very slim fit profile with our 90 degree coupling. So a lot of times when people add a 90 degree port, it adds a lot of bulkiness and weight to the coupler. And the way ours is designed, it still stays very slim and light. Yep. So let's go back to that ISO 16028 standard, and let's break down a little bit what that exactly means. Okay, fine. So ISO 16028. So that is referring to two things within the FEM series. One, the some performance criteria that at a bare minimum it must meet, as well as the physical dimensions of the profile, of the external profile. So the ISO standard doesn't tell us what we're putting internally. It's telling us what the external dimensions need to be so that we can interchange with other companies out there. You're right, right exactly. So obviously uh, our performance standard meet the ISO 16028 specifications, and that's what we have detailed in the catalog. Uh, if you look at the pressure ratings, what we rate ours for flow, that all matches up with the ISO 16028 standard. But in addition to that, it is also dictating that profile. So that's important because when you're talking about competitive products, when you're trying to displace somebody out in the field and they have an ISO 16028 uh, series product, ours will inter interchange directly with that. So you can take their coupler and attach it to our nipple or vice versa. And so uh, the ISO 16028 standard dictates requirements from sizes quarter inch to one inch. A lot of times we'll have people asking us, well, why don't you make the FEM series in larger sizes? And the answer to that is because then you're outside of the ISO spec. And so we would just look at a different product series at that standpoint. We want to keep everything within the FEM family meeting the ISO standard. Yeah. So in addition to our FEM series uh, for that ISO 16028 product, Another benefit or something that you'll see pretty common within non-spill is the ability to connect under pressure. Why and do I want to connect under pressure? So thermal expansion is a big uh, issue within couplings or when you're trying to What connect. is thermal expansion? Jeez, oh, Pete, I'm dealing with a rookie over here. <laughs> so imagine... Back to the basics! Imagine when you disconnect uh, your QD, right? So after it's disconnected, you have one side of the hose that's sitting outside, it's getting warmed up by the sun, 
and that trapped oil starts to expand. Mm. Okay, and because oil is uh, it's not a compressible fluid, you basically have that pressure build up to it could build up to a couple thousand, few thousand psi. And once you go to connect it back up again, now you're fighting against all that pressure. That sounds like it make it super hard to connect. Somebody super strong like you, Lori, you might be able to connect it. Oh my gosh, I am so strong. But somebody like me, I would, I would struggle. I would struggle. Obviously. So you need some internal valving going on with this product to be able to actually relieve it as you're engaging it. Okay, that sounds great. Do we offer that? We offer that. So within the FEM series, if you're looking in the catalog, uh, you flip the next page and you'll see FEC series. Okay. Guess what the C stands for? Connect under pressure? You got it. All got right. it. Now, important to note, FEC series, when we say it, only refers to the male half. So we only do the connect under pressure and FEC on the nipple. You still use a standard FEM coupler. Correct. Correct. So when you're saying it connects under pressure, it's only able to connect under pressure on the male side. It still confirms to ISO 16028, so the pressure ratings, uh, the profile of the nipple matches up. So it's just a little bit longer because it's got that internal valve. Yep. And in terms of FEC, the other thing we want to point out is that, like Anthony said, the part is longer. You are adding more internally. So when you add more internally like that, you're adding size, you're adding weight, and you are adding some cost, which is why people don't just carte blanche say, I'm just going to use a connect under pressure nipple because it's really something intended to be used when you have an issue like thermal expansion, not just as a standard product offering. Correct. Correct. So FEM series, when you're talking about non-spill applications, always try to lead with that. Again, that's our flagship product. We really want to start there and if we need to work to a different series. And speaking of different series... We've got a couple other ones we want to talk about today. Yes, please. The first one is the FF series. What does FF stand for, I don't Anthony? know. Foxtrot? Foxtrot? Do you know what TFF is? <laughs> Foxtrot? <laughs> All right, guys, let me, I'll work with him on the alphabet after this podcast. Uh, the FF series, I honestly don't know what it stands for. Flush face. Flush face. <laughs> <laughs> is a Parker proprietary design. So, meaning that. There aren't other competitors out in the industry that interchange with the FF profile, except for, roll, drum roll? The 3.8 size. The 3.8 size. So the 3.8 size of the FF series conforms to the HTMA standard, which is... Hydraulic tool manufacturers. Good job. Um, and they adopted that around, again, just the 3.8 size. So... Important to note here, 3 eighths HTMA profile also interchanges with 3 eighths ISO 16028. Only size that those two will interchange with each other. Exactly. Outside of that, uh, the other sizes for the FF series do not interchange, so do not try to interchange them with the FEM series. Uh, the pressure rating for the FF series is 3,000 PSI. So we can be more cost competitive in those situations. Uh, but again, it's very similar as far as the applications you would use it for when comparing it to FEM. Right. So the pressure rating on the 3.8 FEM is higher than 3,000 PSI. So if you are going to interchange between the two, just make sure that the customer's application is okay at 3,000. And just like the FEM series where you have the FEC uh, for the connect under pressure nipple, we also have the FC nipple for the FF series. Mm -hmm. I see how this is all coming together now. Exactly. 
I would ask you what the C stands for in FC, but I would be, I'm afraid you'd get it wrong. It's getting late in the day. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> so FF series, FC nipple, connect under pressure, all together in the catalog. In addition to that, one more series we want to talk about is the 71. I love the 71 series. She does. Another proprietary design to Parker. This is actually a series from SnapTight. Uh, when we acquired SnapTight, it was one of the flush face products that we kept on because it is so popular in the especially oil and gas industry. So what I really like about the 71 series is FEM gives us that ISO standard. FEM is like your bread and butter. Everything, Everybody loves it. It's perfect. It's, it's what you need to sustain life. 71 series is like the cinnamon sugar you sprinkle on top. It's just got a little something extra to it. So what it does is it has the higher, highest pressure rating that we offer in a non-spill coupling. Um, it also has the widest size range. We can go up to 2 inch in 71 series. And then the most material options available as well. So we have steel, stainless steel, and a high pressure stainless steel. So one of the biggest questions we're always asked is, well, can I get FEM in stainless? Can I get FF in stainless? Can I do higher pressures than what's published? And that's when I always say, let's look at the 71 series to see if that's a good fit for you. Yep. There are no connect under pressure options available for the 71 series, but it is a two-piece design again. So you do have a lot of flexibility when we talk about port end configurations. Yep. So with that, those are our three different options that we're talking about for non-spill. We have a lot of other products in the catalog. Uh, we'll work our way towards those series if need be. But again, when you're going out and talking to customers, you want to start with the FEM series. The FF and 71 are also good backups. Uh, if you have something that falls outside of the range that those are designed to, give your product sales manager Would you a call. say these are the most popular tools in your tool belt? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We all good here? We are good here. Are you good, Mark? I am good. So if somebody wants more information on this, where do I go? Call Matt Wally or Bob White. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can call Anthony and I to get the real answer. <laughs> no websites? Uh, for Flushface? Parker.com slash QCD will give you all the technical information you need on non-spill products. There you go. And I'd like to once again say that if anybody has any comments or suggestions, please reach us, reach out to us at QCPC at Parker.com. We love hearing from you. I'd like to say thank you to all the people who have been submitting their stuff to us so far. Also, lots of good comments coming in. Fan mail is just insane right now. It's what I do on my weekends, answer <laughs> it. All right, I'd like to thank Anthony and Lori for joining us again at QCPC. Appreciate it. QC. PC. Oh. <laughs>